Seekers, Joy Givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and I'm your host for today's program. Friends, what does it look like to soar with the Lord? What does it look like to trust in His plan, treat others as Christ would, and give yourself grace? This is what we are going to be talking about today, and I am so pleased to welcome to the show my dear new friend, Amy Iverson. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, it kind of seems a little bit interesting that I think we met, what, a month ago, a month and a half ago? Yeah. And I do feel like we just connected, like, yes, on absolutely. so many levels. We were like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it was just like, you have to come on the show. Right away, it was an immediate connection. Yeah, for sure. Which I sort of have that sense as when people know the Lord and they have the power of the Holy Spirit, there is that connection that just happens on so many levels, right? Absolutely. And God brings us together to just do more amazing things for him. Yes. It's so great. It is. Well, Amy, one of the reasons that I wanted you to come on and talk about your journey is because you have had a journey. And one thing that really struck me is that even despite so many things that you've encountered, experienced, you continue to soar with the Lord. And it was sort of like there wasn't necessarily the question in my mind, like even through it all, it's like, no, I'm going to soar. And with him behind you, it's just like, here you go. So talk to us a little bit about your background. And of course, we have the soar metaphor thing going on because of your profession. So let's tell people a little bit about you. Okay, so originally I'm from Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, I moved to the Fargo-Moorhead area for college and uh, went to nursing school there. And once I graduated, my plan was to move back to Alaska, but I ended up getting a job uh, in the critical care unit, which is exactly where I wanted to be. So I ended up staying and getting a dog, getting a husband, getting a kid in the house. So still here many years later. I worked in the ICU for about seven years and then went into flight nursing, which is why I'm here in Bemidji today. I do my uh, flight nursing job uh, for Sanford Air Med uh, out of the Bemidji base. So we work at the Bemidji base out at the airport and uh, transport patients kind of all over. So it was this is one of the things that just fascinates me so much is like you literally drive up every single weekend. You come up. You do your thing and then you go back to home or you fall into those roles as well. Like, that's fascinating to me. Yeah, I, you know, I've been doing it for four years now, so I'm kind of used to it. Um, Initially, when I first told my husband about it, he's like, you're going to drive to Bemidji every single weekend and stay there? I was like, I guess so. And (laughs) (laughs) now it's just kind of part of our normal schedule and it works out really well and Yeah, I really love it. And, you know, the people that you work with make such a huge difference, too. And I have just an amazing crew of people that I work with. And so it really makes the drive not that big of a deal. Yeah, that's awesome. So one of the things that you and I connected on was definitely your relationship with the Lord and how he has brought you through so many things. And I always get curious to find out, like, did you always know the Lord? Did you have an experience that brought you deeper to him? Like, what... Yeah. How did that, yeah. it's sort of, because it's fascinating, isn't it, when you talk to people? It is, yeah, because, you know, I've talked to people that have kind of met the Lord at different times in their life. Some have grown up knowing Him forever, and some have met Him later on in his in their lives. And for me, I grew up uh, Catholic. I went to a private school. I, you know, we 
We did Catholic Mass every Wednesday. I went to church with my mom every Sunday. Um, but I really didn't grow close to God until I met my husband. So um, growing up Catholic was kind of a different experience. Um, you know, it just didn't feel as personal for me. And I, I feel like I didn't really actually have open conversations about my faith and about God. Um you know, growing up uh, during that time. And so it was just kind of hard for me to really connect with him on a personal level. Um, You know, I have nothing against the way that my parents raised me. They did an amazing job. They're amazing people. But it's just that we never had those open conversations that really get you to know him intimately. And so uh, once I met my husband, I started going to the church that he went to. And, you know, his parents are just amazing, wonderful, godly people that really influenced my life a lot. And so I really got to know Christ um, through my husband and through his family. And yeah, so I've, I've become a lot closer with God, you know, um, since I met my husband. So. Yeah, well, and I love what you're bringing is that there was a base there, right? And that's something yeah. that oftentimes people that have been uh, had different experiences in their growing up and their upbringing with the Lord, there's still that base was there, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's not like you'd never heard the name of God or you'd never heard about Jesus or that there wasn't that peace there. What I hear you saying is that in that place with your husband, you really went into deeper relationship and yeah. really got to know the Lord better. And of course, being influenced by your husband's parents as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think when I was growing up, you know, it was just something that was kind of assumed that, you know, we go to Catholic church, you go to a Catholic school, so you believe in God and God is there and kind of like more the facts of it. Um, but, you know, growing up in when you're younger, too, it's kind of like, well, do I do I really know God? Do I really believe in God? Is he real? Like having all these questions and just, you know, as I met my husband and actually got to really learn more about God and, and go more in depth about it. That's, that's when my connection really, yeah, really grows. So. Yeah, I love this. So one of the things that you and I talked about um, in this place of soaring with God is really trusting in his plan. Absolutely. So I know your journey has definitely taken you on, yes. uh, oh, the plan went here and then it went here and then it went here. So talk to us about what does it look like to trust in God's plan? It's... It's honestly, it's that in, in that sentence. It's, you know, whenever I am going through difficult times or times of uncertainty, you know, just struggling with anything, um, I know that God's plan is already laid out for me and that whatever happens is exactly how it's supposed to happen. So even if I'm struggling and even if it's a painful time in my life, um, having that perspective helps me look Look at it from that point of view where it's it might be difficult and it might be painful, but there's a reason for that because it's part of God's plan. And so um, in that, I can look for the blessings. I can look for the, you know, the teachings in that. Um, and I can look to learn from the situation, even if it's difficult or if it's good, you know, enjoying it even that much more, knowing that, you know, that's part of God's plan. So. Yeah. So one question I always love asking people around this is, so how do you feel like free will ties into this? Like, is your opinion that God already knew what the choice was that we were going to make, but there's a sense of free will? Or do you feel like he gives us 
five different options on the path and it's still his plan no matter which option we go with. I feel honestly like it's it's all already planned out for us. Like no matter what we do, the plan has already been laid out. So you can think that you're going to do something to change God's plan and you can't. That's that's my belief at least that you know whatever step you make even if you think it's a mistake it's part of his plan. And so, okay, maybe it was a mistake, but why was it a mistake? What can I learn from it? How can I grow from this? And yeah. so that's kind of my perspective on it. Yeah. Talk to us about times in your life that maybe you weren't sort of like God maybe had this plan and you were kind of like, oh, no, I'm going to do it my way. Did you have any times in your life like that? Or was it more like you've just had this natural surrender to that piece of whatever is going to happen happens? Um, you know, I'm sure that I ran into that scenario when I was younger, probably when I wasn't as close with God and didn't realize that he was working in my life. Um, when I was a teenager, I was, you know, I got good grades, I played sports, but I was definitely rebellious. And so I think there were a lot of times that I probably was a little bit more rebellious thinking that I'm going to do things my way. And, um, if I was closer with God at that time, I probably would have been had that mindset. But, um, you know, as I've come closer with the Lord, it's it's always just kind of been like, this is my path. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to take it as it comes. So. Well, and what I love that you're speaking to is really that when our mindset is with the Lord and when our eyes are on Him, when we're staying in the Word, when we're praying, like when we're totally in that zone, it is His will. We are surrendered to that. So yeah, of course, we're falling into His plan, right? Like it just, Absolutely. it naturally is there. And even if we get distracted or off path, like it's not like He doesn't know that's going to happen. Yeah, And exactly. then He takes it. I, to me, this is always that Romans eight twenty eight piece. Like He is going to use it for good mm-hmm. when we are with Him, right? Like when our eyes are on Him and we're with the Lord, He's going to use it for good. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Even to gently teach us a lesson. Yeah. A time or two, right? Yes. One of the things that you talked about um, as we were preparing for today was treating others as Christ would. And I feel like this is such a big, I know we're going to, we'll have to take a break before we fully get into it, but let's at least start this conversation around what does it look like to treat others as Christ would? Yeah. So um, for me... When I look at another person, I don't think of myself as superior. I don't think of myself as, you know, I deserve more because of this, because of my situation. I honestly do think that God created us all equal. We're all his children. So regardless of the situation that a person is in, um, they deserve to be treated with respect and kindness because you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they're going through. Um, and so you really don't have the right to judge them. And, you know, you want to live your life as Christ would, loving others, um, not being God, not thinking that you're superior, um, but really showing that grace and that love towards people um, who maybe necessarily aren't people that you would usually be around or maybe not necessarily people that you would you would hang out with. It's sometimes those people that need the most love and compassion and um, I see that a lot in my job too. You know, we deal with, we take care of people from all walks of life. And sometimes there's people that are in very difficult situations that have made very poor life choices, but um, that's not my my spot to judge them. I, I'm there to take care of them and um, to help them. So, yeah. 
We are going to talk a lot more about treating others as Christ would, because I think this is a big conversation, right? For sure. And as Christians, boy, that the J word, the judgment word, it, mm-hmm. we see it a lot, don't we? I yes. mean, this is something so... Uh, We are going to talk more about treating others as Christ. We're going to talk more about giving yourself grace. First, we're going to take a brief pause. We're talking with Amy Iverson. We're talking about soaring with the Lord. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 First Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy and Live Joy, Share Joy. I like to be infused with joy all the time. Every Monday through Friday, I do an Infusion of Joy video on Facebook and Instagram. I cover a topic related to joy and provide insights, perspectives, and distinctions, as well as offer an opportunity for you to continue digging even deeper into your own joy. Make sure you're following me on the Life Full of Joy Facebook page and on Instagram at Live Joy, Share Joy. Live Joy and Share Joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. This is Deb and Gregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Amy Iverson, and we are talking all about soaring with the Lord. And going into the break, uh, Amy, we were talking about treating others as Christ would, and we got into the J word, the judgment word. Let's talk about how judgment gets in the way of treating others as Christ would. Yes. Um, judgment uh, honestly makes me very uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable when others um, talk about somebody else. It makes me uncomfortable when somebody thinks that they deserve, you know, more than than the next person. Um, and I think that is just God speaking through me that, you know, we really do all deserve to be treated equally. And, you know, I think that sometimes people are maybe they're better off or they're more fortunate in their life. And that can cause judgment from people that are less fortunate or maybe struggling with things like mental health or addiction, you know, that can kind of kind of cloud their judgment there. But, you know, I honestly do believe that those people that sometimes are getting judged are the ones that need the love and the compassion the most and the understanding. Um, you know, everybody is put in a certain situation, you know, because God put them there and, um, I don't know. I just, I just think that they really deserve the compassion that that we all do. Yeah, you know, it's it's so fascinating because obviously, you know, in the work that you and I both do, you know, we encounter a, a large variety of people, all backgrounds, all walks, all everything, 
And one of the things that I find fascinating is like this impact of judgment. And then we start judging the judgment, right? Like it's like it becomes this cyclical thing. And and I'm even going to be a little bold and offer up. I think sometimes in the Christian world, it's there can even be judging about, well, where do you go to church yes. or how much are you reading the Bible or how much like we yes, almost start absolutely. judging other people's walk with the Lord. Right. That can be a really dangerous place to be. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. And, you know, I think that that was one of the things that probably kept me so distant from God in the beginning is because I felt like I wasn't good enough. Like I didn't read the Bible enough. If you ask me to, to tell you, you know, verses that I've memorized, I can't, I read the Bible. I don't memorize the Bible. I go to church to listen to the word. I don't, you know, go to church for attendance. And so, you know, sometimes I, I think that that really got in my way of becoming closer with him because I was scared of that judgment. Um, and, you know, so when I when I talk to other people who maybe aren't as close with God or, you know, have a different walk of life, I try to keep that in mind that maybe they're they're struggling the same way that I did or that they just need some grace and they just, you know, need some understanding. That's really going to bring them closer to God than telling them that they don't read the Bible enough or something like that. Well, so. and of course, we're, in, of course, we always encourage people to read the word. That's oh, not absolutely. what we want to make sure. No. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. And I know we're, you and I are very clear about what we're talking about. And I just want to make sure sometimes a person could hear a snippet and go, what are, you, what are you telling us? that? No, that's not what we're saying. Of course, read the word. Yes, absolutely. And there's also this piece about God has each of us on a journey and what that looks like. And one of the things that I always like to offer to people is that if we stay in a place of curiosity, we remove the judgment. So if we can stay curious yeah. about, you know, I'm curious about what your walk with the Lord looks like. I'm curious about what are the ways that you're using the word in your walk yeah. with the Lord? What are the ways that you're finding prayers working for you or not working for you? Like that for me, that's one of my biggest things is I, I try so hard to stay curious and I'm not saying I'm 100% on the point. I feel just like everybody else does at moments, and, and I need the grace mm-hmm. too. And what I feel like is that if there's somebody out there listening that has felt judged, is that, you know, the Lord is very clear in Scripture about judgment, yes. right? And um, let he use not sin cast the first stone. I mean, it's just so profound in yeah. the Word. and. So I'm glad that you brought this up in terms of, you know, as we treat others as Christ would, I think his example is so there for us on so many levels. Right. And I just mean, the dignity of yeah. life. You think about uh, Jesus's followers and who his closest friends were, and they were all people that people judged. You know, he loves everybody and, um, you know, he will accept you regardless of where you're at in your life. So I think that's just such a a great thing to live by. Well, and for me, it's a great comfort. It's a great comfort to know that God loves me and he sees it all. He -hmm. sees every single thing. He knows the hairs on my head. Like it's all the things, right? And he still loves me. Yes. And I, I just love that we're bringing this up. You mentioned the G word, the grace word, which I just love. Um, talk to us about giving yourself grace in life. What does that look like? Yeah. So um, I am naturally a people pleaser. I love making other people feel good. I love helping people. That is just like what brings joy to my heart. But I am very hard on myself. And I think that that's part of being a people pleaser is that you never want to offend somebody. You never want to make somebody upset. 
Um, you never want to disappoint someone. And so with that, you know, it's been hard for me to give myself grace. It really has. And it's been something that I have worked on, especially these past couple of years. Um, you know, as I've started to get closer with God and also as I've, um, you know, started working in my business too, it's, it's been a lot of self-development and self-reflection that, you know, um, I'm probably judging myself more than anybody else's. And uh, giving your giving yourself grace is so important because, again, I am one of God's children, too, and I do deserve that love and that compassion, too. And so I've been working on that. But I just feel like giving yourself grace is so important, especially the more that I'm growing in that journey. It's uh, it's become very eye-opening. So, Isn't it interesting how sometimes it's easier to give grace to others than to ourselves? It's so much easier. For me, it really is. Like I can lay love on somebody all day long, but when it comes to myself, I can be, I can be really hard on myself for, you know, the smallest things. And yeah. And just, I just love how God, I mean, God does tell us in his word, like his grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. And there, there's this piece about like, to me, it goes, comes back to that comfort, like God's grace is sufficient. And I know, like, as you're talking about that people pleasing and so sometimes being hard on yourself and judging yourself, it's like, I have a feeling we have listeners who are probably going, oh, yeah, like that yeah. is so me, right? Yeah. Because there are people that can easily get into that. Um, what do you feel like drives that people pleasing thing for yourself? I don't know. I think um, it's just a trait that I've always had. Um, I don't know if it's something that I picked up when I was younger and just, you know, it's kind of always been there. But I think that, you know, naturally the profession that I'm in and caring for others, uh, honestly, when I am able to take care of somebody, it just brings me so much joy. And so being able to to bring that joy, regardless of the situation that I'm in, even if it's just, you know, meeting somebody for coffee or, you know, doing some donations or helping out volunteering somewhere. Um, I just love to bring joy to other people. And so, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think I've just always had that, yeah, that natural tendency. It's a great place to explore for sure. Talk to us about your job and what lights you up the most about serving others in that capacity. Yeah. So, I think the thing that really just brings me so much joy about what I do is being able to care for somebody and also provide comfort in a, in a really difficult situation. Um, a lot of what I've done throughout my career is not only taking care of the person that's sick or injured, but also taking care of their family and bringing comfort to them. Um, especially when I was in the ICU, you know, family is around 24-7. And they really do rely on the nurses for updates. And, you know, every little thing is is new to most people. Every alarm, every sound, what's that pump going off? What's that alarm on the monitor? And being able to just provide comfort and somebody to talk to um, and kind of go through what they're going through with them is uh, really rewarding. And, you know, the same... in. When I'm transporting patients in the helicopter, you know, their family usually doesn't get to come along. It's not, there's not very much space. So they're not always around, but they're still, you know, in the rooms and 
looking for updates as well. But then, you know, you have your patients too. If they're awake, they're usually pretty scared. And so being able to provide them that comfort, sometimes, you know, it's even just holding their hand and, you know, letting them know that you're there for them. And, you know, in the helicopter, there's really not much space. And I'm sitting right next to the patient there on my, my left hand side sitting, you know, right by my leg. And so I'm there basically looking them in the eyes the entire transport. And so just being able to provide them that comfort. And, you know, obviously my training as a nurse, I've been a nurse for over 11 years now. And so that's, that's kind of just comes naturally. And so letting them know that, you know, I'm here for your comfort and to take care of you, but I also know what I'm doing. And so you can trust me. And yeah, um, yeah I just, and, and you know, you've got the Lord absolutely. behind you 100%. Yeah. How do you decompress? I think uh, being able to, well, my husband, okay, so my husband's in law enforcement. He's a law enforcement officer, and um, he deals with a lot of the same situations on different levels that I do. Um, and so really going home and being able to talk to my husband about certain situations, you know, obviously with HIPAA, you can't, you can't really give away everything, but, you know, just being able to say, you know, like I had a really hard time with this or talk about your feelings and kind of how you, you got through that. My husband has been huge for decompressing and then obviously just praying about certain situations too. And, um, you know, laying that on the Lord and just giving it over to him so that, you know, I can find comfort in certain situations because not everything always goes the way that you would hope it would. You can do everything that you can. And sometimes you still, it doesn't end up the way that you want. So being able to, to pray about things like that uh, really does bring a lot of comfort. So, yeah. Amen. Amy, thanks so much for joining us today. This has just been a fascinating conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've really, I really enjoyed it. I wish it was longer. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just thinking like, oh, I wish we had more time. Like yeah. there's always running out of time, right? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about trusting in his plan, treating others as Christ would, giving yourself grace. Like this has been phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I it's appreciate it. Great to have you. Friends, we want to thank you for choosing to listen today. We want to thank Philip Elke for coming in and engineering today's program. And we want to remind you to go out, live, share, and lead with joy. Have a great day, friends. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.